The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Now, we're going to be continuing our series on understanding devils. Understanding devils. Now, we've had two, um, two parts of this, or three parts. Is it two or three we've done? Huh? Two. Okay. All right. So we said in our introduction, all right, let's turn to Revelation chapter number 12. Let's just do a quick recap. We said that in Revelation 12, all right, verse 7 to 10, we saw that, all right, one name used for um, this personality, all right, called the devil, all right, or Satan, all right, is that is the accuser of the brethren. That the devil's primary way of functioning is via accusation. We saw that God didn't create devils or Satan, all right? God never created anything or anyone that is evil. All God created was good, all right? We saw in James 1.17 that God is good. He gives good gifts. Then we were able to find out where the devil came from. We saw that angels have free will. And because they have the gift of free will also, they can decide what decision they are to take. All right. We saw that God created angels in Job 38, 5 to 7. And Colossians chapter 1, 15 to 16. All right. We were able to see that. All right, we saw that God created angels to minister through men. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse um, 14. So in explaining that, we were able to now go into Ezekiel and see how the devil fell. All right, the devil fell because he didn't want to stay in the place God put him to stay in. He didn't want to actually stay in God's plan and purpose for him. He wanted something else. And as a result of that, he deceived Eve, all right, and led the rebellion with man's consent against God's plan. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So we're able to see that. Then last week, we saw that. There are, there, is, um, there are certain words used to refer to the devil in Scripture. We saw that the word the devil appears 37 times in Scripture. We know that we have devil, where um, it's diabolos, and diabolos means what? The accuser, all right, deceiver, and diabolos is usually used in the context of temptation, all right, like we saw in Matthew chapter 4, where the Bible talks about Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of what? Of the devil. Then we saw that uh, apart from diabolos used for the devil, we also find that there's another word used, which is diamon, all right, or diamion, which is uh, better translated as what? Demons. So we saw that we have one devil and we have several what? Demons. Remember that? We have one devil and we have several what? Demons. So we are able to see that. We saw that demons, where demons are mentioned in scripture, they are usually mentioned in connection with what? Possession, all right? They are mentioned in connection with what? Possession. So you find um, demons of infirmity and things like that. The woman um, who was bound, all right, for 18 years, that word you said, who was bound by the devil. The word devil there is actually the word demon. So she was bound by the demon, meaning that the condition she was in was caused by the presence of what? Of a demonic spirit. Are you following? Come on, are you following? All right, then we now began to see that that word demon actually means a disembodied spirit. All right, a spirit that requires the body of another individual to find and gain expression. Hallelujah. All right, a disembodied spirit. All right, the devil himself, that is Diabolos or Satanas, all right, as we find in scripture, has his own body because the devil is a fallen angel. All right. Fallen angels are different from demons. A fallen angel is not a disembodied spirit. However, a demon is a disembodied spirit. All right, so I'm going to stop there on that. Okay, and the reason why I will stop there on that is that in the canon of scripture, the 39 bo- um, 66 books that we have, we do not have the origin story of the details concerning demons except Second Peter chapter 2. All right, from verse 2 to 4, and St. Jude chapter 1 and verse 6 to 9, which we will look at sometime later because it is a very long discourse. But we know that as believers, whether it is fallen angel or is demons, we have authority over what? 
all of them. Glory to God. So before I start saying, is it a fallen angel? Is it a demon? Not necessary. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's not necessary. Don't start wasting your time on all of those things. All right. Then we were able to identify the devil in the book of Genesis. All right. And we saw last week that one of the primary ways of operation of Satan is that Satan stands in opposition to what? To what? God's plan. That is who he is. He stands, whenever God says he's going this way, he goes the other way. He stands in opposition to God's plan. And what was God's plan? To what? Give eternal life, what? By faith to all in Christ Jesus. Is that correct? So that's why we find that the devil stood in opposition to that plan to ensure that men do not come to that place of receiving what? Eternal life. Is this clear? Is this clear? All right, so now let us go for today's lesson because I have a lot of things to teach you. If you are ready, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. No, it's not loud enough. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. All right, Revelations 12, 7 to 10, as our custom, let's read the theme scripture. It says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Everybody say the dragon. All right, and the dragon fought and his angels. Okay, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now, what we are going to be looking at today is that though the word devil, for example, when you look for the word devil in your entire Bible, you will find out that that word devil does not appear anywhere in the Old Testament. Devil doesn't appear anywhere in the Old Testament. The word Satan appears like two or three times in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament. Now, but is the devil present in the Old Testament? Yes. Is the devil mentioned in the Old Testament figuratively? Yes. And we're going to see it now. Okay? Now, you find that because the Old Testament books were mostly prophetic books, the language used to communicate certain realities were usually metaphorical and figurative. Praise the Lord. So, for example, yeah, if you see in Revelations, the devil is called say, dragon here. He says, and the great dragon was cast out. That what? Old what? Talk to me. That old what? Now, you can see animal, animals are used as metaphors for Satan. Dragon and who? Dragon and who? Now, so very many times it seems as though the devil is silent in the Old Testament, but it's actually there. But most times it's represented in a metaphor. Now, you see, he calls him that old serpent. Is that correct? Called what? The devil. And what? Satan. So two words used for the serpent is what? Devil and what? And Satan. Which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Everybody say the devil is and Satan. That's the whole serpent. Now, it doesn't mean that the devil is an actual serpent. It means that serpent is a figure of speech used to communicate what the devil. Is this clear? Now, turn to Genesis chapter number 3. The first time the word serpent is mentioned in the Bible. For you to understand Bible language. Understanding of Bible language is critical. Alright? Genesis 3 and verse 1. It says what? And the serpent was more what? Was more what? was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now, pay attention. Pay attention. Everybody, pay attention. Well, it says, and the, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now, if you read literally, you would think that he's talking about beast of the field, right? Right? Normal animals and stuff like that. Is that correct? That's what you think he's talking about. But we have seen in Revelations that the old serpent is who? The devil. So it would mean that when he says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, he's not talking about beast, normal beasts of the field. Praise God. He's talking about devils. Is this clear? So it says, now the Sabbath was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, at God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So we are introduced to serpent here. All right, serpent here for the first time in Genesis 3. Praise God. Let me give you other scriptures that say the devil is a serpent. Revelation 20 verse 2. Revelation 20 verse 2. Can we move really fast on the monitor? Hallelujah, can we read? Everybody, are you there? One, two, go. What does he say? 
And he laid hold on the what? Dragon. That what? Old serpent. Which is what? Now notice the expression he keeps using. Old serpent. He doesn't just say serpent. He says what? Old serpent. Trying to let you know that this serpent being spoken about in Revelation is not new. It's the one we've been, we, we've been looking at that we will see in Genesis what? 3.1. So it's not a new serpent. It's the same guy. Is this clear? Same guy. All right. It says that old serpent. All right. Look at Revelation 12.15. I just want you to see other places. Revelation 12.15. We have read Revelation 12.9. All right, and the serpent was cast out of his mouth, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. What did we say water signifies in scripture? Peoples. Is that correct? Peoples, right? This woman here in Revelation 12 is speaking about the nation of Israel during the time of, um, all right, uh, what do you call it? Tribulation, nation of Israel, that is Israel during the time of tribulations. When he says, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water as flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood, he's talking about um, the devil instigating nations against Israel such that the nations can submerge and overthrow Israel. You understand? Do you understand? So it's figurative. Now, so the great devil, old serpent, at times used to refer to the devil. Now, the word old. You find here where it says old serpent, we saw in Revelations 22, all right, Revelations 12, 9, is the Greek word archaeos, that is A-R-C-H-A-I-O-S, archaeos, all right, all right, it's what used for old. However, archaeos is derived from the Greek word arche, that is a R-C-H-E. For example, remember Genesis, um, um, St. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1. It says what? In the beginning was the word. Praise God. Praise God. That word beginning is the Greek arche. That means at the start, at the first. Are you following? So when he says old serpent, he's saying the serpent at the beginning. So, Archaeos can be better translated as first. Are you seeing that? Come on, are you seeing that? First serpent. The first serpent. Or the serpent at the commencement. That means the serpent at Reshit. Reshit is Genesis. So, the old serpent is the serpent at the beginning. Is that clear? So, old is not talking about his age. It doesn't mean you have beer, beer, you understand, or beer, something. No. He's talking about he is the one at the beginning. Glory to God. Now look at 2 Corinthians 11.3. It tells us that the serpent beguiled him. So how many of you have gotten the gist now? The serpent is figuratively used to refer to who? To who? Louder, to who? So when the Bible says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on what? Serpent and what? Serpent and scorpion is referring to who? It's referring to who? So it's not talking about, I'll give you authority to actually, try. it's not about physical serpents. Glory to God. And physical scorpions. Serpents and scorpions are figurative. They are metaphors used to refer to the devil. Is this clear? When he says, and they shall take up serpents, what is he referring to? The devil. We are going to look at it. Come on, is this clear? Uh-huh. Good. Before some of you start saying, ah, what do you see? Uh-uh. As a believer, I can take up serpents. It won't hurt me. I'll take up the snake. So, see, I'm a new creation. I get jail. <laughs> Glory to God. But God will help all of us. Amen. Glory to God. God will help all of us. Now, I must mention, it is not every time serpent is used in the Bible that it is used to refer figuratively to the devil. The context is the one that will let us know which it is. So, for example, Jesus said, all right, be gentle as doves, but be as wise as what? Serpents. Are you seeing that? All right. It doesn't say be as wise as the devil. Praise God. So, it's using serpents there as a metaphor for cunningness. 
for crafting. Are you following? So he's saying that you too, you know, give yourself brain. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Now look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. I want to show you something. Now, pay attention. He says, but I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve. Now, he says serpent. So now we know it's the devil. Is that correct? It's the devil, right? You know one thing that makes me fun? That's very funny. Is, I, I remember, if you go and read the Dake's Bible, the Dake's Bible actually misses the metaphor to an extent. <laughs> He, 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 does, he, he does this thing with double application, the Dick's Bible, in Genesis chapter number 3. All right? So you now find that, you know, when the Bible now says the snake, all right, began to, uh, was going to crawl all the days of his life, the now says, oh, the snake initially, the serpent initially could talk. Praise God. Then, you know, and could walk on his feet. Some, I've heard some minister of God teach that. Well, no, the serpent there was figure of speech to speak about what? The devil. Now, he said, but I fear less by enemies as, so we can say as what? The devil. Right? Right? Uh-huh. All right, as the devil beguiled Eve. Now, this is the word I want us to look at, beguiled. Because many times when people don't understand that, the, um, it is, you see, witchcraft. And the operations of witchcraft is actually the lowest level of satanic operation. Witchcraft is very low. All right? Whenever the devil comes to you in your face, those agents that come to you in your face, you know, witches, wizards, Babala, all those guys, they are, they are actually at the low level. We're going to look at the different strata and structures in the demonic kingdom. And I will show you all right, how each level operates. Glory to God. Glory to God. You don't deal with each level the same. Because the amount of operation is not the same. Praise God. I said praise God. Now, it says, But I fear lest by enemies as the serpent beguiled Eve. Beguiled Eve. The word here beguiled, all right, in the Greek is actually the Greek word panugia. Write it down P A N O U R G I A. What does it mean? Because beguiled is King James. You know, how many of you have ever said, Oh, oh yeah, you beguiled me? How many of you have said something like that? Is, it, is that how you talk? Come on, is that how you talk? Autosin, why did you beguile, why did you beguile me? You understand? Know Don't talk like that. Praise God. Praise God. No one talks like that. Oh, I say, darling, you beguiled me this morning. I'm annoyed that you beguiled me. You understand? <laughs> oh, glory to God. What does it mean? That word, beguiled. So, you know, we cannot, try, we cannot know the meaning by trying to look at King James Dictionary, no? Beguiled, yes, from the Greek word panugia. And what does it mean? Panugia means sophistry. Sophistry. All right? Sophistry. It means craftiness. Okay? Craftiness. We're going to look at other places in the Bible where Panugia appears and see what they translated it as. Look at St. Luke's Gospel 20 and 23. So you will see how the devil operates. You see, the high-level demonic operation, okay, is usually through sophistry, craftiness, deception. So the devil, many a times, at the high level of demonic manifestation, what you are going to be finding out is that that manifestation and operation is via ideologies, philosophies, belief systems. Are you following? Are you following? That's what that you see. That I love is ideologies, belief systems, philosophies. Okay. Now look how it says. Look at where Panuja is also used and I is translated. All right. It says, but he perceived their what? Talk to me now. He perceived their what? All right. Craftiness. That's Panuja. And said unto them, Why tempt 
give me. Look at 1 Corinthians 3 and 19. Panugia. 1 Corinthians 3 and 19. Alright? Craftiness. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, it taketh the wise in their own word. Craftiness. So you can see craftiness again is what that word is translated all right, as. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 2. 2 Corinthians 4 and 2. It says, but I've renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in what? Craftiness. All right, so craftiness, panugia, all right, also it means trickery, to be tricked. Okay? Ephesians 4, 14, trickery. Ephesians 4 and verse 14. It says, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of what? Doctrine by the slate of men. Now, what is slate? That is trickery, illusions of men, and cunning craftiness where they, whereby they lie in way to deceive. Now, what is this showing you? It shows you that where, where you are going to see, pay attention now, where you are going to see the greatest operation of the devil in this age, and even you know, since the war began would be in the deceptive and cunning presentation, all right, of doctrines. So you will see the devil's ideologies in false teachings and false doctrines. Glory to God. You will see the craftiness inside. And the purpose of those false doctrines is to deceive you. Glory to God. You see, at the level of the principality, we will get to that. Principalities, their job is to be wicked. They are not intelligent. You see someone is suffering with cancer, usually it's a principality or a power that is responsible. They are wicked. They are the foot soldiers in the demonic realm. Just wicked. So they are the ones, those ones, we cast them out. Out. You know, that's what we do with those ones. Praise God. But when you are dealing with the rulers of the powers of this world, and you are dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places, those ones' primary objective is to sponsor philosophies, belief systems, false beliefs, false doctrines. That's what they do. So you, that's why you find out that in the first appearance of the serpent, of the devil, what do we see him doing? Challenging the message God gave Adam and Eve. Are you following? All right, because what it goes against is what God has said. Glory to God. What the devil goes against is the belief system in God. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Are you with me? So that, that's what that's what that's how actually the devil operates. So the subtlety and the craftiness of the devil is for one purpose to deceive. Satan and peddlers of false doctrine do so using subtlety, craftiness, sophisticated lies to deceive and sway you away from the truth of the gospel. So, subtlety, trickery, sophistry, is a manner of switch of the devil. Have you ever seen many people when they want to prepare, you know, present and say there is no God and things like that? How many of you have noticed that those people that speak, that they always speak with some level of intellect and wisdom? How many of you have found that? They are not, they are usually very intelligent. Sophistry. Sophistry. When you have folks who actually have a position that is anti the gospel, most times when they take that position, they take it with so much wisdom and so much, you know, like, wow, you, you too, you'll be tripping for the wisdom. You understand? Then you now begin to come and be asking your pastor, pastor questions. What has happened is that you have been, all right, been exposed to what? The panugia. The what? Craftiness. Now listen, one major difference between the true doctrine and false doctrine is simplicity. 
The gospel is simple. It's not complicated. False doctrine is always complicated. Gospel is believe in Jesus and you shall be saved. You understand? False doctrine say no. You see, if you wear trousers, you know, let me tell you something. <laughs> Praise God. You see, when we start entering belief systems sponsored by the serpents, you will be shocked where we end up, you know. Praise the Lord. You will be shocked too. <laughs> where will we end up? Because you will be thinking it's ah, okay, fornication. And you're not, you know, those are normal stuff now. Everybody knows those things. You think that way? No. See, where we end up, what the devil sponsors are philosophies that are against the core of the gospel. The core. Like, how is a man saved? You will find out that that subject of salvation. Go and check if there is any place where there is false doctrine about um, uh, false doctrine enough in every theology in, 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 in Christianity, salvation is number one. If there's anything that will cause people to fight, Christians to fight and argue and argue and argue, is what? Salvation. Why? The devil has sponsored a lot of panudia. A lot of false doctrines craftily put together. Hallelujah. Craftily. It has been craftily put together. Craftily assembled. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So we've seen most times animals are used as metaphor to signify the devil. Alright. So we find and we've seen serpents. We've seen dragon. Then in Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1, we have the introduction of another word, Leviathan. Leviathan. All right? Leviathan. Leviathan. All right? Let, let's see if look at the Isaiah 27, verse 1. Now, it doesn't now mean that when you are casting out that, we now be saying, you thou serpent, you thou Leviathan, you thou dragon. No. Just say, <laughs> just <laughs> you don't need to do all of that because I've seen those people. I've ever said, you know, I mean, they were doing a Hollywood movie. Then the pastor will say, Leviathan. I can't. Then they will now do an animation of a hopeless looking dragon. They're not starting like this. It's coming out. Let me tell you something. If you actually saw the devil, if not for the Holy Ghost within you, you like him. Do you know why? The devil doesn't look ugly. If he looks ugly, nobody will go for him. Praise God. No, now look at it now. You two look at it. Look at entertainment industry. Who is the engineer? It's not Satan. Okay, wait. When you see now, there are some Christians in they believe in Jesus, but they have yielded to the, the, the spirit of the world in that industry. Praise God. When you see uh, uh, someone comes. Something, I'm love is, love is wicked. Let us not dance. And the women are dancing. <laughs> dancing. And they are shaking my mom. Now, do you look at that and say, mm, as a man, nonsense. <laughs> so if people are there, you say, nonsense. But if I look, let me just, what is going on here? Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. Then the Spirit of God will say, what are you, why are you watching that? <laughs> sorry, Lord, sorry, Lord. <laughs> what did I tell you? The devil does not appear with horns. So that's why whenever the devil is Bible, the Bible study teacher of believers, they don't know that Pastor Satan is their pastor. <laughs> they don't know. Because the devil will not come as, as Pastor Satan. No, he will wear suits. He'll wear a mic like this. And Jericho is there. And he will look, oh, yeah. How will we know the craftiness the deceit we are the message. So where you high the highest level, listen to me, the highest level of demonic oppression is in pseudo teaching ministry. The highest level of demonic oppression is not in the witch in the pew. It is via the false teacher on the pulpit. Hey, may God give you understanding. Telling you. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Because, you see, which demon possess, you, will cast, you can cast out. Can you cast out the pastor? Can you cast out a philosophy that is sponsored by the devil? No. That one, you need to teach people. Then they need to accept it. Then they need to read it. So that one is longer. In an instant, you can cast out devils. You can't change philosophies in an instant. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, for example, one time when Lekki Church, you know, we're having service, my daughter, uh, uh, um, Tiwa, was on stage. She was leading prayer. And she was leading prayer, leading prayer, and leading prayer. Now, Tiwa's hair was not covered. And she wore trousers. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Is that a problem to you? It's not a problem to you, Abby. Hmm. But there was a guy there who said, so he was leading prayers and all. He was so annoyed that he walked out of the service. He didn't even wait to ask questions. He just annoyed and walked out of the service and has not been back since. What happened? There was a philosophy in his mind that said, uh-uh, how can a woman be leading me in prayer? Her hair is not covered. And she's wearing trousers. God cannot be speaking through her. Who, who, is, was, who taught him that? Who sponsored that? That is what is called what? Panugia. Craftiness. The devil will twist the scriptures and through crafty presentation, sell it to you. And once you accept it, you are deceived. Hallelujah. Now, let's continue. So, I want to show you Leviathan. Everybody read Isaiah 27 verse 1. It says what? <laughs> In that day, the Lord with his saw and great and strong sword shall punish what? The what? The what? So, how many of you know who we are talking about? Huh? The piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that what? Crooked. So we are, you, you, you see, the, the, he's telling you who we are talking about, right? All right. And he shall slay the dragon that is where? Hey, yeah. Okay, wait. He shall slay the dragon that is where? 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 Hmm. Shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Genesis 1. Zelo mm. <laughs> pia pia pia. Pia pia pia. Elolo hoso so. Verse 26. Oh ho ho ho. Mm. How many of you are, 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 are joyful that you're in Jesus Christ? Yeah, yeah, glo- yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's read. One to go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And over. Good. Now, when you read this, what you take away is that God has given man dominion over fish, over beds, and over creeps. Right? If we read it literally, that's what we think, right? So we now begin to look for that dominion over lion. I have people that have dominion over lion. You understand? You have people understand what I'm saying. Now, how many of you agree with me that man has actually dominated fish. He dominated fish before the fall, after the fall, before Christ came, after Christ, we have been eating fish. Now, how many of us agree that fowl, we've been dominating fowl since time began? Before the fall, after the fall, before the cross, and after the cross. How many of you agree with me? 
In fact, they were using for sacrifice, you know, everybody just eating chicken anyhow. Praise God. Amen. Now, for us to know that Genesis 1.26 was not fulfilled in Adam. This wasn't fulfilled in Adam. Because in Hebrews 2, turn to Hebrews 2. I want to show you something. Uh-uh, don't be dozing in this service. So it's, a, it's an attempt. First, don't be dozing. This service is for serious people. Amen. Glory to God. Except you want us to send in the Kono and Legba. As a father Lord. And you Toba soon. Oluwa. No Legba. Let me tell you something. Oh, you guys are going to. I mean, there was a church. There was a. <laughs> oh my God, I've been to several churches in my life several churches in my life. So there was a, this church. A, it was a CSC church. We used to go for vigil. The prophet used to attend the vigil with a cane. <laughs> oh boy, I'm serious. Oh, I am serious. If you slept, the prophet was going to come with a cane and cane you to livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> and you would de- you, CSC prophet clog you you'll be thanking him ah those places that's a holy ah when you say, say, say I want you just say I want to go get to hell you understand you to so you were awake so this is what you did whenever you felt sleepy we mastered the technique all right Now listen. Sometimes we're not no prayer point. The only thing we're saying was, So now we now got to a point that some folks they have a married covenant with sleep. So even when they were doing like this, they were sleeping. Now I don't know how they perfected it, but it was it was possible. So there was a guy like this. The guy was standing. And he was asleep. <laughs> when the guy found them, he flogged them. Flogged them. Praise God. I mean, praise God. I've only slept at a vigil once. And it was my first vigil. No, twice. I slept at a, I slept at a Pastor Chris vigil. And I claimed, when my disciples saw me sleeping... And we're afraid to wake me. I said, don't worry. I was in a vision. <laughs> I was in a vision. I told her that. Oh, that the Lord was showing me several things. <laughs> the first time I fell asleep in the video, we're praying. I'd never been to a video before. It was a CAC church. And we're praying. I pray, and I was on. Um, I, I prayed. Then pray. You know, yeah, you're praying and you're standing. You're very active. Then you say, no, let me pray and sit down. Right? Then all of a sudden, let me lie down. So I was standing. Then I sat down. Then I lay down. You know, the next thing I found myself, I found myself on the ground. I had fallen off the bench. I'm falling to the ground. And I looked around. Because I was hoping that, you know, I was somewhere else apart from the vigil. Vigil was still on. Praise God. Amen. You know, so we've dozed before. Glory to God. So if you are dozing, you're in good company. Amen. (laughs) Now, look at Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 5. I want to show you that Genesis 1.26 was not to Adam. Okay? Now, it says, for unto the angels are not put in subjection to what to God whereof we speak. Verse 6. But one in a what? Certain place testified, saying, What is what? Man, that thou art what? Mindful of him. Or the son of man, that thou art? Pay attention. Next verse now says what? Thou madest him a little lower than what? The angels. Thou crownest him with what? Glory and honor, and this set him over the works of thy hands. 
Now, when you read this, you think he's talking about Adam, right? Right? Ah, what do you think? Come on, man. That's what you think. Come on. Crown nursing with glory and honor. And this set him over the works of thy hands. Because when you read Genesis 1, verse 26, that's what he says. Basically, you know, basically, that's what he says. Huh? But look at what he says in verse 8. Verse 8. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. Okay. Look at the next thing. But what? Now we see not yet all things put what? Under. So that means, there, even though he says this, we don't see it. All things are not under this man. Are you seeing that? So he's saying, what's he telling you? That means all that was said was not for this first man, Adam. Who was it for? Next. Nine. But we see Jesus. Glory to God. Who was made a what? A little lower than what? Angels. Uh-huh. Crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should what? Taste death for what? Every man. Oh. So, dominion is in who? Christ. It's not where? Come on, talk to me. Dominion is where? In Christ. It's not where? In Adam. Ah. So, if dominion is in Christ and not in Adam, and Genesis 1.26 is a dominion scripture. How do we now know what the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and the creeps refer to? Well, we will know by studying what Jesus said we had authority over when he discussed authority. Is that clear? Is that clear? Aha! Uh -huh. So Luke 10. Nineteen. Are, are you enjoying this Bible study? Are, are you seeing something? Uh huh. Luke ten nineteen. Everybody, read. want to go? Behold, I give unto you what? That word power is what authority. To what tread on what serpents and what scorpions and over all the what power. Now this word power here of the enemy is not authority of the enemy. It is dunamis of the enemy. So that means the enemy has dunamis. Satan is not powerless. He doesn't have authority. Satan has power. Amen. So when you say, Mommy, what a power? Powerless power. It's not true. Olo Oshugo power. Powerless power. <laughs> you understand? The devil has dunamis. That, uh, uh, if he doesn't have power, how is it that he's oppressing people? Amen. You say, oh, the sickness is a trick. No, it's not a trick. Oh, cancer is not a trick. The, the tumor is there. Praise the Lord. That's dunamis. That, those acts of wickedness, they are acts of demonic power. But we in Christ have what? Authority over what? So that means we can say, hey, stop. Out. Praise God. Because the authority is the dominion. The word authority, exousia, is used for kingdoms. The word dominion in the, uh, what do you call it now? In, um, uh, in, in Genesis 1.26, all right, is actually talking, is actually authority. Dominion over the future, that's authority over. Glory to God. That word dominion is actually kingdom. And kingdom is authority. Are you following? So you see authority over serpents and scorpions. And over what? All the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by what? Enemies ought you. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. Quickly. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples. He gave them what? Power against what? 
So you, you can see that the authority is always against what? Spirits. Not fowls, not fish, and not what? Crips. It's against what? Spirits. So now, I want to now show you. Go back to Genesis 1. Also, you can write for reference Philippians 2, 9 to 10. Philippians 2, 9 to 10. Yeah, I just want to just talk to somebody here. Maybe it's your first time here at Oikea. And the church you are used to attending, they don't teach Bible like this. I want you to know that this is how church is supposed to be. That I want you to know because the Spirit of God said to talk to this one or two or so people like that here. All right, that are like, ah, oh, someone is getting too long. The details are too much. Ah, too much. Oh, this, this, listen to me. Listen to me. This is our church. It's supposed to be. This is how it was during the times of Jesus. This is how it was during the time of the apostles. His church is not for us to come and be laughing like idiots because a comedian is before us. Amen. Church is not here for us to come and the pastor is now doing business, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and you're saying, we want to help your life. That's not what church is for, my brother. Amen. Amen. Notice if you go to a mosque, they don't talk about Bitcoin there. Hallelujah. Sadly, you are more likely to get more of information about the Bible from a mosque than the modern church. I'm not lying, you know. You are more likely to get information about scriptures in a mosque. Think about that for a moment. Financial fortune, big set, Elon Musk set, uh, who else again? Uh, the Carnegie set, you know what I'm saying? Principles. These men have found the principles in the world. Eh? Big gates. <laughs> it's like this people don't read. Big gates. Which principle did you What are you talking about? Must you be so money crazy that everybody that has money has principles? I'm in the financial sector. I am telling you. Don't let's go there. These stupid principles. This principle is the richest man in Africa using. What, what are you people talking about? What, what are you talking? What are you saying? Which principle? Which one is uh, don't let's go there? We look, let's lift it. Which principles? All this conny conny magumag, what are you talking about? Praise God. Which, which, what are you talking about? Or somebody in Wall Street, you are telling me he, he, he has the principles. Which, which principles? Listen, in the kingdom, we give wealth away. In this, uh, Jesus met a rich man. Eh? A rich man, oh, very rich. And the guy was saying, you know, I've kept the law since I was something, 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 something. What did Jesus tell him? Jesus said to him, ah, oh, wonderful. Said, Jesus looked at him and loved him and said, okay, go and sell what? All that you want. So that means our principle for wealth is to give it away. Glory to God. Is so what? Give it away. To not make it our God. Let me also show you one of the philosophies sponsored by Satan. Praise God. Is to state that the more money you have, the more pleased with you, God is. It is a philosophy from what? Satan. It's crafty. But it's the devil. It's the what? The devil. It's the devil. One, one friend of mine who was very close to one of the richest men in this country. The rich man said to him, he said, he said you Christians always make me laugh. Said, I am very close to many of your pastors. I said, most of what you people pray for, I have it. I have it. You understand? He said, I've related with many of you. He said, you can't impress me with your material resources because I have more than you, you will ever have. This was a, and they're not believing. Talking like that. So I've noticed you Christians, what I have is what you are worshipping God to get. 
I don't want to mention the name of this. I wonder my we sat down and we're talking. Because I was not explaining that. <laughs> you understand? And I told him, I said, a Buddhist monk will command the respect of that man than the richest pastor in Nigeria. Are you following? Because to a wealthy man, what will surprise him is to find a man who has not made what he owns, what that rich man owns, is God. That's what will surprise him. You understand? That's what, that's what will surprise him. Who, you understand? He said, you Christian, what are you talking about? You cheat and all to get the money. You cheat and lie to get the promotion. You do what we do. So what are you saying? What's the difference? What's the difference? You say, as you come to your church, you say, as you believe in your Jesus. Why? I don't see the Jesus in you. He said, the Jesus that has not changed you, how will he change me? Ah, almost, the, the guy said he closed, he covered his face. I was like, ah. <laughs> richest man. One of the richest men in the country. Praise God. Praise God. So if you are listening to this, this service, and you are uncomfortable because we are teaching the word in details like this, I, am, I feel sorry for you. Because it means that though you may have been in churches all your life, you were not in church. The church is a school. The church is not an all-purpose arena. It's not, what are we doing this month? Our focus this month is that we're going to be talking, we just want to be doing marriage. There's nothing wrong with doing marriage in a month. But it's how we do that marriage that's not the problem. You know that one one do marriage, they will now go and be Charlie Boy to come and do marriage counselor. They want, you understand that's, that's a problem. Praise the Lord. You now begin to say yet things like you see, even in the world, there are principles. <laughs> guy, guy, calm, calm down. Praise the Lord. They want to talk business. Just say, let's bring anyone, even if it's in the world, it's not born, just bring him. Let's come and teach us business. Are you hearing what you are saying? Come and teach us business. It's not it's not born again. Hey. Praise God. Amen. So where was I? I said, where was I? Eh? Yes, so Philippians 2, 9 to 10. So I was giving you other um, scriptures. All right. So if you now go back to Genesis 1, 26, are we having a problem? Genesis 1, 26, where it says, let's go back there. Genesis 1, 26, it says what? I want to show you something quickly and I will stop because of time. Ah, Babao. This Bible is too loaded. I was, yesterday I was just studying. I locked myself away. It's too much. The information is too much. <laughs> it's like codes inside. You take one word and you're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like I said, and God said, let us make one in our image. Now, when he says, let, let us make one in our image, it means let us make, let us make one after who? After Christ, because Christ is what? The image of God. So this is actually the born again, the born again man, the new creation. Praise God. I've explained that to you several times. Is that correct? Is that correct? Uh-huh. So Genesis 1 was actually God's manifesto. God is showing you what he wants to accomplish on the earth. You understand? Genesis 2 now tells you the implementation. Then Genesis 3, the rejection of God's manifesto. All right? In Genesis 1. All right. All right. It says, and, I made, and he said, and let them have what? Dominion over the world, the fish of the sea. Where did Isaiah 27 1 say Leviathan is located? Talk to me. Leviathan is located where? In the sea. Alright, so he's talking about a demonic spirit. Then he now says, over the fall of the world, air. Remember, alright, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2, turn in there. Alright, we have a character, a name called, um, used for the devil, alright, according to the prince of the world, power of what? The air. Then you now have the next one in verse 26, and over every what creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. In Genesis 3, verse 10 to 14, we are told that the consequence of the serpent's um, rebellion was that it was going to creep on the earth all the days of what? Of his life. So Genesis 1:26 is the declaration of of the authority of the man in Christ over the devil, praise God, 
is operations in the sea, all right, operations in the air, operations on the earth. So, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things we are on earth, and of things we are under the earth. Do you understand? All right. So, the sea, all right, represents what's under the earth, you know, all of that. All right. So, we see that the fulfillment of Genesis 1.26 is Philippians 2 9, is Matthew 28 18, all authority in heaven and the earth has been what? Given unto me. It is Luke 10 19, it is Matthew 10 1. Are you, are you following? Uh huh. So that authority over devils has been given. Glory to God. Then you also have in Ephesians 1 17 to 20, where it says, far above what? Principalities and powers and, you know, all of that. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want us to just quickly mention the classification of devils, and I will stop, I think, in five, seven minutes. All right? Devils are classified operationally and administratively into four. Principalities, powers, according to Ephesians 6, 12 to 13. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, then spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. We will touch on this next week. Right? Next week. And stay here next week. And we'll now look at how to handle them. Glory to God. How to handle them. Then the other classification of devils is based on their nature. The kinds, what they do. Okay? What they do. So, in according to when we talk about what they do in scripture, we have like five classifications. Five. Five. What they do. Number one, we have an evil spirit. Evil spirit. All right? The word evil there, poneros, or wicked spirit. A wicked spirit. Evil spirit. Evil spirit. Evil spirit. Then you have unclean spirit. Mark 5, the, um, the madman at Gadara was oppressed with an unclean spirit. Unclean spirits always cause men to go into fields. Drug addictions, you know, things that debase the man. All right. Usually, the operation there is an unclean spirit, pornography, all those kind of stuff. You know, addiction to it. All right. It's an unclean spirit where you find people giving to sadomasochism. All right. Sadomasochist, where until they are afflicted with pain, they cannot derive sexual pleasure. Those things are in the domain of unclean spirits. Okay. Unclean spirits. Then the third kind is you find familiar spirits. Familiar spirits. Familiar. One of the also unclean spirits you find in, in you know anger. When somebody is angry and destroys things, I mean, I've heard of people that they get when they get angry, you must not be near them. It's not their nature, it's an unclean spirit too. Can't we see you carry bottle? It's unclean spirit. So, in fact, whenever you are seeing someone like that, just bind the spirit, he will calm down. Just say, eh, eh, eh. just say, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of him. <sighs> unclean spirit. Unclean spirit. If you marry a person, a man who has an unclean spirit and is manifested in sexual perversion, what you will find? Amen. Is that that man? He will sleep with anybody. Look, bro, anybody. Your sister, our own sister, our, everybody. You understand? It's an unclean spirit. Ken Hagen told that story once of a man who fed a lot in, on. Um, um, he, he works in. A, he, he, he studied criminal psychology, and during his study of criminal psychology, he had to read a lot of, um, you know, sex crimes. The more he read on sex crimes, the more he opened up in himself a spirit to enter him. 
And that spirit now began to make him molest little children. He couldn't, ah! The wife wanted to leave him. Until they found themselves to Kenahigin. They brought the man to Kenahigin. And the man said, look, oh, this is what happened. Oh. I just found myself just having this desire to, and it was, ah! Then Kenahigin, his eyes were opened and saw three spirits tormenting the man. Cast out the spirits. And after he cast out those spirits, the man was free. Praise God. So sometimes when you see some perverts, the thing is, there is a spirit. <laughs> Amen. That person, the perpetrator himself, is a victim. You should put him in jail, yes, according to law. But can we deliver the guy first? Are you following what I'm saying? Deliver the guy. Don't go and be saying, don't, do, don't become sophists. Don't get into sophistry and say, no, 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 cast the demon out first and see something. Cast the demon out and teach that man how to stay free. Praise God. Unclean spirit. There are some folks that, you know, you are doing love in Tokyo. Oh, I love you, babe. You know, and stuff. But the person has an unclean spirit. You see some guys, they are walking in the straight and narrow. They will just meet a lady. You will check the lady. There's not that she's that fine like that. But there is an oppression in that person. The guy is gone. I can't, he will just, I'm a baby dodoni. You understand? Oh, follow you. Ah, eh? Rum okay is the one. Rum okay is the one. Rum okay. <laughs> Rum okay is the one. <laughs> Praise God. Before you know it, they're having sex. Before you know it, a child has come. You, you would not be wondering, ah, are we dreaming, brother, that used to live prayer? You understand? How did, I, how did we end up here? Child gay. I say how? Like, and the brother will not be adamant. Then you now will not notice arrow. You understand? You know, then that lady will, you know, meet you Something else I said that. Praise the Lord. What we should be doing is, okay, if you are wrong, okay, I didn't mean you. Glory to God. Unclean spirit. Everybody say unclean spirit. We must be, you must be perceptive. You are familiar spirits which many false prophets use to know your names and your phone number and your this thing. Praise God. So don't, never get carried away because somebody knows your phone number. Even Pantami knows your phone number. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Pantami knows your phone number. Don't be carried away. That's it. Your phone number. 80 342 319. It's true, man of God. It's true. Oh, calm down, Ogbeni. Relax. Relax, calm down. It doesn't mean it's spirit of God. How do we know it's spirit of God? Let him tell us the Bible. Do you know why? The highest operation of demonic actions is where? It's in false words. That's how you will know. What spirit is operating through that man? Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Well, I was watching one. This thing. One girl died. Because she said something. I don't know. Something. So I was watching the reaction of this guy. Who says. They say it's a prophet. In fact. <laughs> a magazine released. 100 most influential Christians. In the country. And this bloke was there. <laughs> I shook my head. I said. Dear Lord Jesus. This is crazy man. Ah, then. Oh God. Let me shut up. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the bloke was there. And the guy said, I am lion. I am something. If you move against me, I can kill you. Then people are wondering, no, don't let us judge you. He may be a man of God. Ah. Let's share the grace. <laughs> yes, sir. Ah. Amen. Listen to me. The devil, listen, there has not been a time where demonic operations are at a premium in the body of Christ than now. Now, remember when Jesus Christ said, let, he said, the, the wheat and the tares were in the field. Then the servant said, let us separate and uproot the tares. Jesus said, no. Let them do what? Grow together. 
we are in that stage. They are growing together, and it is hard to tell which is what? Which. Hard to tell. But if you are properly taught, you will be able to tell the difference. Glory to God. Be able to what? Tell the difference. Those of you that are always gallivanting, you're always going from program to program. You are at, you're at risk. Everybody is putting hand on your head. They put hand, put leg, they put pints too. You're just putting your Yes, sir. Listen to me. You're at risk. Praise the Lord. You're at risk. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.